Hello and welcome to the Life in Journal podcast. My name is Nick. I'm Ian. And uh, as always, any questions or comments, you can email us at, uh, what's our email address, Ian? Do you know what it is? Something-something.com? Uh, <laughs> Contact at ligpodcast.us. Right? I was, te- I was testing you. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was all just a test. You got it right, by the way. Good job. <laughs> hey, so uh, since this is like the first episode of the month of July, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, because it's, well, this, what, what's the date when this will come out? What's, uh, you got your calendar in front of you? No. I don't have a calendar. You, you mean you're sitting in front of a computer? This will oh, be that, out. That means I have to push buttons and shit. This will be out July 5th. So, July 5th. Yeah, I knew that. Why, yeah, you sure had to look that up? <laughs> Why did you have to look that up? You should have just known that. Like so it's, a, it's the first episode of the month, so it's our music episode. Indeed. And I know for the last for the last couple of months, we've kind of gotten away from what we had been doing for our music. Because our old music episodes were, you know, we'd run over what's, going, what's coming out, what we've purchased, and things like that. But with the the COVID pandemic kind of pushing a lot of release dates back. It's, it's, we, we've kind of changed somewhat of what we've, we've covered on all this, right? Mm-hmm. I asked you, I did that intentionally. I asked you a question as you were taking a drink. Okay. How did that go for you? <laughs> I got the same answers <laughs> I thought I'd get out of, out of you. There you go. <laughs> but uh, since we, you know, so it, we can still talk about music related, related stuff. I figured it's a great chance to kind of give more of like a full cover or, or overview or preview of record store day. Yeah. And if you haven't watched it yet, we, so Ian and I have another, we have a YouTube channel. It's called the vinyl den. Uh, a couple weeks back, we did a, uh, our, a short kind of preview where we kind of discussed some things that we were looking forward to. Mm-hmm. And uh, we kind of, we said on that episode to come back and check out this episode of the Life in Journal podcast, because we're going to talk about all that and more. So if right? you're doing that, if you're checking this out, A plus, good job. You, you paid attention. Did better Thank than you. I do for someone. <laughs> yeah. I, for someone who's on the show, you did already. You're already way out of me. Yeah, you've already watched more than what you watches. <laughs> oh no, I've watched all the I, all the stuff. But paying attention, on the other hand, oh, is a okay, completely different story. I will say that. Uh, so bef- before we get into the records, the record store day stuff, uh, I I want to talk about something I pre-ordered, and so I'm I've. I've been a real big fish fan for a long time. And if you're a, if you don't know who they are, they're a, they were a really popular ska band. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, I've got, they've got an acoustic album that, uh, that I have on vinyl and they have a couple of other albums that I've been looking for, for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and, I don't know that I don't, they've got like a lot of their later stuff available on vinyl, at least like the last four or five albums. Right. Um, and that's all pretty easy to find, but they're like earlier stuffs. You, you can find it, but it's really expensive. Like, so the, their first like major release, which was turn the radio off. You could find on Discogs, 
that's normally like well over 150 bucks, right? Right. So Real Big Fish have finally, you know, they're going to re-release it. I think it comes out next month. Oh, okay. And I, I, I was on one of my, because uh, there's a couple of vinyl Facebook groups I'm part of. And someone had mentioned it on there last, one day last, well, I think it was last week it was, that Real Big Fish had the pre-sale on order on their website. So I was like, sweet, I got to get this thing. You know, it's a fantastic album. It's one that I've loved for, you know, 20 plus years. Mm. And I go on their website and I was fucking shocked that this thing, it's just, it's a double LP. I think it's a double LP. It's just the record and a lithograph. And they're selling, it's a pre-order on their website for 50 freaking bucks. Wow. And I was, I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I was thinking, you know, 40 Maybe forty-two, maybe forty-four dollars, but fifty dollars—it's right. a lot, right. especially for an album straight from the band's website. Yeah. But you know what? Because it, you know, it, to buy an older pressing of it. Not, I'm not even talking about original pressing. I'm talking like a 2012 reissue is three times that. I mean, I, I still I went ahead and, re- and, and pre-ordered it, but uh, you know, I was not happy. <laughs> <laughs> paying 50 yeah, bucks does, for that damn pre-order. It does seem a little it, expensive. It's, yeah, it's 50 bucks plus shipping and handling on that also. Mm-hmm. Well, plus sales tax and shipping and handling. So, right. you know, I don't know, 60 bucks, but whatever. It, it is what it is. I'll, at least I'll finally have it. They do have a couple of other, uh, a couple other albums I would love to get. Hopefully they re- reissue them. Some of them I'm not sure if I'd pay 50 bucks for, but. Right. Yeah. I got a I I ordered a couple of 45s off of Discogs the that I'll probably do a vinyl den episode about yeah. once I have them so maybe next week you uh, I don't know we'll see when they come in when I get them so yeah they were shipped to my dad's house so I got oh, to my right. dad's house to you get them go, so. you got to go there to get them so I don't know why they were shipped to my dad's house. I, I figured it out. You, 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 yeah, yeah, you, I messed you know, up. I, yeah, you know why. But I don't. I but see, it's funny. I ordered three out, three of the. I ordered the two forty fives and an LP. Yeah. All at the same time, all with PayPal, and the two forty fives went to my dad's. The LP came to my house. So yeah, because there's some shippers. There's some shippers that will only ship to the address on your PayPal account. There's other shippers that will only ship from what's on your. Discogs account, so it really depends on the on the shipper. Right. And the to be fair, the two forty fives did come from the UK. Yeah. So you know. Your your screen's looking know, awfully man. shaky there, man. Well, I don't know what to tell you. It's got Parkinson's disease. <laughs> oh my god. Terrible, terrible. Uh, I'm sorry. It's no, Mike, it's my it's, my, it's my, Mike, Michael Michael J. Table. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> Marty McTable. Marty um, McTable. <laughs> no, my 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 desk is. I mean, it's not wobbly, but it's not it's not a big desk. It's a cheap desk, yeah. and obviously my camera is, you know, on the computer. desk. And I keep and I'm I'm a fidgety person, so I'm yeah. constantly moving around and bumping into the table. So yeah. no, I get it. It'll just have I just to. Forgot, I just forgot to harass you about it. Hopefully, anyone who's, anyone who's been watching this knows i'm a fidgety person i don't see you know I, I never really noticed it until just recently though like yeah. uh your, your screen moving around but whatever yeah hopefully hopefully fingers crossed this will be our last episode mm. of life in general 
recording it remotely. Possibly, yeah. Hopefully. Think, hopefully. I'm tired. I'm tired of. I'm tired of recording on Zoom. Uh, well, what if I'm tired of driving all the way out to your house? Well, how could you be tired <laughs> of it? You haven't done it in like five months. <laughs> no, since March. March was the last time. Three months, three and a half months. Yeah. I don't know. But the, so back to record store day. Before we got oh, is that what we're talking about? face bomb i'm done i'm just gonna walk away Uh, anyway so record store day it was it was conceived in 2007 Mm. there was a group of independent record store owners in maryland i think is where it was kind of created record store day as a way to celebrate independently owned record stores and it's been held every year since april it's been held every april since 2008 mm. and record store day is always the third it's the third saturday in april unless easter falls on that weekend then if it does it's moved up a week because yeah. that's what record store day of last year was one week earlier because it was colder than hell it was the second week in april mm-hmm. so this year was supposed to be the third week and obviously with covid and everything else that got uh, a little mixed up a well, little? it didn't mix up. It got delayed. So it was yeah. originally, de- it was delayed till what, uh, June 20th, I think it was. Was, was the right? original, yeah, yeah. Was the, well, was the original pushback date. Right, right. And since then, it's been pushed back again. Now it's going to be broken up over three days. One day in October, uh, one day in August, one September, and one in October. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that what I said? Yeah. Yeah, August, September, October. Yeah. And Market Store Day, it's, it's, it provides really a, a boom in the sales for at least from the, the record store owners that I am in vinyl groups with on Facebook have all kind of said the same thing that they really rely on the record store day sales to really kind of help them really throughout the whole year. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like black Friday or yeah, like a much. second black Friday for them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, record store day has kind of grown from 2008. There were approximately 300 stores in the U S that participated and there was only 10 of the like special record store day releases that, that year. Yeah. And it's now to the point where this year there was over what? 500 releases. There were there's a lot. There's, there's, a lot. There's a ton of, there was like 500 and some last year. I want to say too, you know, so it, yeah, it's there definitely there grown. last year. What's that? I said I know there were a lot last year too. Yeah. Although there were a lot more that I wanted last year than there is this year, but I don't know. I, I feel like speaking personally, there was a lot more this year, last I, well, year. Well, I was I was gonna say was I, I felt like last year there wasn't a lot of stuff that I wanted initially. Mm. And like the closer we got to record store day, the more I decided I'd get. Or right. or at least we're interested in if I could grab it. Uh, but then, you know, Record Store Day annually, it's the largest sales day in the U.S., at least, for vinyl records. Right. Yeah. And, it, I mean, it, it from its kind of, like, humble beginnings in 2008, you know, it, it kind of it grew to the point where in 2010 they started, they created a second Black Friday, a second uh, Record Store Day on Black Friday. So they got the one in April, 
and then they got the one in November. And that's kind of what got me thinking about all this is, so you're basically going to have a record store day every month for four months, if you include Black Friday. So, and I was wondering, would we have been better off maybe holding on all that and just having one record store day on Black Friday? You know, because has it having four of them over four months is that kind of watering down what record store day was supposed to be? Possibly, but I think financially it'll just be the same because it might and it might actually be better, more beneficial for the stores because they, even if they don't, each one doesn't, it's only like one third of or one fourth of what they would normally get combined, it's all one, but they're yeah. theoretically they could get. 35% in August and you know 25% in you know and then maybe 40% in in November with Black Friday. So yeah. you know it it could end up being more financially beneficial for the stores. You know, and ultimately I don't think the fans care because as long as the titles are there people are going to come out and buy no matter what. See that's that's kind of what I'm getting from some of the groups I'm on on Facebook is a lot of people are like you know you know they a can't get every single one of those days off, so there's going to be stuff they're going to be out of. Or B, they don't want to sit in line for 15 hours for four months straight. You know, right. one day for four months because well, you know stands. I'm going to be doing it for at least two. Exactly. Well, yeah, I, I will be definitely August and September. Yeah, me I'm too. not. I'm not so sure. I'm, I mean, there's only one thing I want in October. And I'm really kind of up in the air on that. So I might not even go for, for the one in October. But that's what I'm saying, though, is generally on that record store day, you know, there's even if there wasn't something that I necessarily wanted to get, it seemed like I would go there and when I'm standing in front of it in person, it's like, yeah, sure, that might be kind of cool to have. Or, hey, that's a limited release and there's only one left. You know, I'm just going to go ahead and grab it. There's going to be, if I don't go to the one in October, there's, they're definitely at least the record store I, that we go to. They're gonna miss out on sales that day, at least from me. And I'm right. sure I'm not the only person. So that's why I'm wondering if it actually hurts them in the long run. If, if instead of just holding on all that stuff, because the main, the main delay for record store day is the shipping end of it. You know, because a lot of those titles come from the UK, and because of the pandemic, uh, you know, shipping was interrupted at least coming from overseas so they really couldn't hold on to that june date and they really couldn't do just an august date because of there was still there would still be a percentage of those titles that weren't going to be available in august or maybe that's or that maybe that's a happy medium would have just been to hold have one in august and then everything that didn't they didn't get then pushed back to black friday right I don't know. What See, do you I don't know. I, I honestly think it's probably going to be slightly more financially beneficial to have the four. You think so? Yeah. I mean, not. I mean, think about this. So you you did point out that some people are not going to be able to go to all of them just mm-hmm. because it's difficult to get time off like that. But all the titles that that are going to be released over the course of the three months, anyway are the same titles that would have been released on one day if everything had been equal so it's still even though you're spreading it out it's still i think 
the people who want the titles are still going to go and try and get those titles, even if they yes, don't yes go no. to the August one or they don't go to the October one. The one they want, the, the titles they want that come out in September, they're going to be there to get them. Maybe, may, maybe, maybe not because there are, I don't know if it's a third, but there's a good chunk of those releases that are not exclusive to Record Store Day. Right. So a lot of those, and it says if you download the PDF version off of the Record Store Day website, it tells you which one is a first release, which means it's going to be released at a later point again. So if you're one of those people that are like, okay, well, I want the, you know, the soft parade stripped. I definitely have to have that. But hey, while I'm there, I'll pick up, you know, X, Y, and Z, even though those, you know, on a, you know, I'm talking if it's a standard record store day, if everything gets released on the, on the same day, they'll pick up right. that one title they absolutely want. And while they're there, they'll pick up the three that they want, but they're maybe they'll, their first releases will be released later. Where now, you know, if, if the soft parade strip is released in September and X, Y, and Z are either in August or October, they might not go to August, October because they say, oh, I can get those at a later time. And maybe when they're released in January, February, March next year, eh, y'all get it eventually and then they never get it. Those are lost sales. True, but theoretically, some people might have, might not go because they don't want to stand in line. If they already know that the title they want is just the first release, they might not have gone in the first place. So... That's true. I mean, it's not. A, That's true. It's it's probably difficult to <clears throat> to determine until it's all said and done if this is a, a, a functioning way to do it. Yeah. And let's hope that it doesn't. They don't. Yeah, I mean, if say it, it's they do thirty five percent better this year than they did last year. Let's hope that that doesn't become a standard because oh well. <clears throat> if we go back to the old way, we're not going to do as good then as we did last year when we split everything up. Yeah. So I can see that. You know, but I, you know, my 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 prediction, and obviously this isn't based on anything solid, but my prediction would be that they're actually probably going to do slightly better. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Especially I know that people uh, being afraid to be in large crowds. People are going to still be afraid to be in large crowds, and we still have a second wave of Corona coming. So hey, theoretically, September and October might get canceled altogether anyway. That's possible. That is absolutely possible. But what I can tell you is, the crowds I've seen at the record store, those people have been afraid of uh, crowd sizes. No, because the numbers are going down. But you know what happens when when I mean we're already starting to get spikes. Yeah. What happens when those spikes start becoming, you know heavier and the state shuts down again no i get it i get it which is a possibility you know it's uh, a dangerous possibility but it's a possibility nevertheless but kind of going back to the the albums i mean there's i've got four on my list that are first releases mm. you know so there's and all four of them i'd like to have but if i don't get them then you know, maybe I'll get them some other time. So that's why that's what I'm kind of saying is, you know, I've got, I'm definitely going to go in August. I'm probably going to go in September. I'm not sure about October. Yeah, because I'm not in, sure about October either. Because in September, there's only one exclusive release that I'd like to get. In September. In September. There's the other, the other two are first releases. So I don't know. Well, I don't, I don't know what mine are because I didn't write that down, but. 
the Dorsop Parade and the Charles Mingus album. Yeah. I don't know if, like I said, I don't know if they're first released or not. Those are just two that I know that I want in September. Yeah. And there's really just the one in, in um, well, well, here, one l- possibly l- we'll, two in August. We'll, we'll, we'll run through the whole, we'll, we'll run down through the whole list real quick. Because right. um, there's, there's three separate days. So August 29th is the first day. And it's weird. They're all the third, they're all the third Saturdays each month. I'm, right. assu- I'm assuming they did that on purpose. Of course, the, the thing that kind of sucks is, Ian and I are both scheduled to work all three of those weekends. So right. we'll see how, it, we'll see how it plays out. But uh, the August 29th releases that I, at least I'm looking for, there's uh, Nick Mason's saucer full of secrets, which if you don't know, Nick Mason's the drummer of Pink Floyd. He's actually the only member of Pink Floyd to be on every single Pink Floyd album, but he's got a band. They're releasing a uh, C Emily play seven inch. C Emily play was the, was Pink Floyd's first single that the band released. So his band's releasing a seven inch. That's an exclu- uh, exclusive on, on the 29th. Uh, one that I think you want to get, you know, one that I definitely want to grab is resident alien by space hog. Actually, I forgot about that one, but yes. So there's two, that's August. Yeah, that's August. Yeah. So there's two in August. <laughs> but that's, that's an exclusive. So that's something that's not going to get issued again. Possibly uh, three in August. Bob Marley, they're they're releasing my so my favorite Bob Marley song is Redemption Song. It's a great song, but they're releasing a, a twelve inch with a, a several different versions of that song on there. Hmm. I'd like to grab that. It's a first issue, so I'll probably if I don't get it, then I'll get it some other time. Right. Pink Floyd is releasing Arnold Lane on seven inch. It's the version that they played at Sid Barrett's funeral in two thousand seven. That's another first issue. So I mean, obviously, I'll try to grab it, but if not, I can get it some other time. Uh, one that I know you definitely want to get, and it's on my list also, Stormwatch 2 by Jethro Tull. Yep. Is there something that's, you'd like to say about my, that? Or? Um, uh, other than I, I'll, I'll stab someone in the throat to get that album. <laughs> so they just Even did, if it's you. <laughs> <laughs> so they just finally released the Stormwatch, the, the Steve Wilson remix on vinyl, what, uh, beginning of the year, February? It was March. It, it, we, we, special, we, we pre-ordered it in the end of january but it wasn't okay until finally march. in march march 20th i think so Stormwatch 2 are, are it, that's the the leftover tracks around the cd re, uh, release right the, the box set yeah well it's yeah. not even all of them it's just um it's a demo version of dark ages it's a demo version of orion a demo version of dunringle and then it's got a couple unreleased tracks on the other side um that's that's really the the two unreleased tracks are the ones that I I want on my yeah. because they're not they they um, they sat in a box from 1979 till October of 2019 basically, yeah. um, never being heard and that they're fantastic fucking songs, so that's the main reason I want to get is really the side two of it but uh, the the demo versions of those uh, those first songs are different enough that. And actually, even Orion isn't even that much of a demo. It's, it's a long version of the song. Yeah. What you hear on the studio version is basically the song with all the instrumental stuff taken out. The song on the, the studio version of the song, the studio release, is like three, just under four minutes. The extended version is nine minutes. Okay. And it's a whole like middle uh, instrumental thing going on. And it's interesting. I wouldn't say it's better, but it's, it's definitely unique and different from you know what 
I mean, I've been listening to Orion since basically since I was a kid because yeah. my dad had it and he was always it's listening a good song. to them. Um, so basically, the entirety of my life, I've had this four minute version, and now there's this nine minute version that's yeah, like I said, it's unique. the The Dark Ages demo that's definitely a demo. I've heard bits of that before in bootlegs and stuff, but I've never heard the full version. Yeah. It's not that different. There's an extra verse in there. It's obviously because it's a demo. It's it's there's a little rough a little roughness to it. I don't know what more to say about it. It's it's unique. And the Dunringle is actually I actually like the demo version better. I don't know why. There's just a little bit more more instrumentation to it because the original version is just basically just acoustic guitar and singing. This yeah. has more more instruments going on. A little bit of mandolin, a little bit of drums, some flute. So it's it's I like it. I prefer the demo version over the studio version. Okay, it's worth so. Was there uh, anything else coming in, in August that, uh, that you were looking for? Uh, I'm going back and forth because I think the Cure, the Blood Flowers, yeah. I think that's the picture disc, so I'm back and forth on that. It I'm is. Not a big, I'm not a big fan of the picture disc stuff. Yeah, neither am I. Um, so I, I Especially know. when there's a, a standard version that's available of it. Right. I'll, and that's, I'll, I'll always go towards the standard version, but yeah. I, mean, I do have maybe five or six picture discs. But Yeah. And I... And I Theoretically, I might still pick it up if I see it. I might grab it. Otherwise, I'm not, not really sure, because, you know, I don't have any picture discs, so it'd be unique for me to have one at least. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. But that's it, really. Was there anything else you're looking for? for it's in August. Like... I don't. I don't like Green Jelly enough to get a live album. No. So. Um, I- I don't know. Thelonious Monk's got one coming out. Gorillas have two albums coming out. Yeah. I'm not a huge Gorillas fan. I prefer um, the, uh, what's the other band? I can't remember the other band that the, the main guy had. Oh, yeah, Blur. yeah. Blur. Um, yeah, Blur. Blur. Um, I like the Blur. I like Blur's music better. Um, so I don't know. But those three, well, the two and then possibly the three in August. But the, the it one seems is, like. If I don't get September off, I have to at least get August off. Yeah. It seems like August has more – there's a lot more stuff that I think of note coming out, maybe not stuff I wouldn't necessarily grab. I'm not a Black Keys fan, but they're releasing Let's Rock. They're releasing a uh, a 45 RPM edition of it. So that should be a a pretty – I mean, 45 – 12-inch 45s sound really good, first off. Yeah, well, I've got a couple of them. I think they have a better sound uh, to them. The last Alice Cooper album that came out was 45. And I think yeah. my Dragon Town by Alice Cooper is a 45 as well. Yeah, I think it is. But the uh, the Cure is released in 17 seconds. It's a picture disc. So they've got two picture discs actually coming out that day. Uh, mm. Def Leppard is releasing their Rock and Roll Hall of Fame concert on vinyl. Okay. Uh, Billie Eilish live at Third Man Records is going to come out August. You mentioned the two Gorillas albums. Judas Priest is releasing British the 40th anniversary limited edition British Steel. Steel. I don't know. I, Judas Priest is a band I, I'll probably pick up some of their albums. I don't yeah. know because I know British Steel would be one that I would probably want. Depends on how elaborate it is because it's not a band that I want like outtakes and shit of. Yeah, it says more just like the studio stuff. So I'd have to see what else is on it because I don't really yeah. need an elaborate package for them. No, just a, no. a standard studio release is fine. I'm assuming me. that's probably what it is. It's just a, the standard release. It's just a probably 40th anniversary packaging. Remastered and all that. Yeah, yeah. remastered. I, I, I could go for that. Again, uh, the price too. I don't know how much it'll cost. Yeah. 
But the uh, Motorhead is releasing a 12-inch uh, Ace of Spades, which, I don't know. I might grab that. Maybe not. But uh, Motorhead's another band that I, I'll pick up some of their albums, but yeah, I don't need to be a completist for Motorhead. You know. Yeah. Uh, Cat Stevens has But I Might Die Tonight, 7-inch coming out on that day. That's a new That's a, a new recording, a 15th anniversary yes, recording. it is. And then the Who, uh, Odds and Sods, which is actually a really good album. Uh, that, that's coming out uh, that day also on, in August. So there's like quite a few things of note, like I said, coming out. And there's some right. of those I might pick up, I might not. But Right, that's how I feel about it too. It depends on what mood I'm in when I'm there. Once they get my Jethro Tull, everything else, well, I Jethro Tull yeah. Space Hog for sure. Yeah. Um, once I get those, then I can just kind of wander and see if, if there's something that catches my Because like last year, really I went for one title. And I ended up walking out with four or five. Well, two, I guess, last year. Yeah. And I walked out with four or five titles. So. Yeah. I know that there's six that I want to grab. Well, hopefully I Overall, get all six of them. Or yeah, just on, in in August. Just, just in August. Oh, okay. Which I only I'll, have I'll be happy to only, get the two. Yeah. I've, I, there's three in September and one in October. So definitely August is uh, uh, probably the, the main. If there's only one day I can go to, it's definitely going to be August. Right. Me too. Yeah. So. So what's what's coming out in September? Uh, so September twenty sixth too that I want, but yeah, September twenty sixth, uh, the Doors Soft Parade stripped. Which if you don't know what that is, the Soft Parade it's a fantastic album. It's one of my favorite Doors yeah. albums. And if you haven't heard the album before, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of strings, you know, uh, orchestration. Yeah, orchestration in in the album. So they actually stripped all that out, and this that's just the band doing those songs be curious to hear what it sounds like yeah i'm sure because it's going to sound yeah. completely different yeah. so th- that's one that i definitely want to grab and that's an exclusive that a, oh, i was just gonna ask yeah i was just gonna ask if that was exclusive yeah yeah so so i probably have to go on since september as well then because i really want that one as well yeah i think that's gonna be a really great one to grab uh, uh roger waters the wall berlin i think it's from 1990 1991 early 90s for sure that's one that's a first release I'd love to grab. And then there's a British singer, uh, Ellie Goulding. She's got a 10th anniversary album coming out that I'd like to grab. Mm-hmm. But neither one of those or anything I'm like ab- absolutely dying to grab. Right. But I'll, I'll get them if they're there. Like I said, I want the Charlie Mingus because as far as jazz goes, um, I mean, obviously, you know, Thelonious Monk, Coltrane, um, all that. I mean, Duke Ellington, th- those are big yeah. names. Charlie Mingus, I think, is one of the underrated ones, and I, I really like his music. Because um, you don't hear about him. Yeah. But I, I'd put him in that upper echelon of, of jazz artists. So It's it's funny you mention that. I was uh, – so if you don't know, Ian and I work at, work at a local hospital, and uh, I was out the triage one day last week. And this, <laughs> they bring in this old guy. And he's uh he's got jazz music blaring on his phone, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was so loud, like you couldn't hear. It. You couldn't even like talk to the guy. So I walk over to alongside of him, like, hey, you know, uh, hey, I said, uh, I said, hey, I love jazz too, but uh, can can you do me a favor and turn it down? And he goes, oh, come on, kid, you don't know nothing about jazz. I'm like, oh, hold on, <laughs> let me stop you right there. I know a whole lot about jazz. <laughs> So I ram- rambled off like seven or eight different artists. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. And he finally turns his phone down. That's kind of funny. Yeah. But I'm a, yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I, you, I'm a, huge, I'm a huge jazz fan. Yeah, I'm more, I'm more like the blues, but 
as far as jazz artists goes, Charlie Mingus. I like Roland Kirk. I've actually got a couple Roland Kirk albums. Yeah, Roland Kirk's a little out there. It's a little. It's it's not for for your casual jazz listener. Yeah, it's very. I don't know avant garde. I would say, but Char, Charlie Charles Mingus is like I said. It's, I think I said it the last time we talked about this. I kind of call him a progressive jazz because yeah. he does some unique things that are. I mean, there's jazz a lot is of those, a lot of a lot of lot like that. Oh anyway, yeah, but, absolutely. But there's a lot of like boundaries. Yeah, there's a lot of like new jazz that. Eh, I'm not. New I'm jazz not into isn't. It. New jazz isn't. It's it's just smooth jazz. It's basically elevated yeah, music. Yeah, I, I want like old smoky barroom jazz from the 50s you know yeah that's 50s and 60s because that's when it was at its peak absolutely um, yeah i always say if someone says what you like jazz i say yeah jazz anything before 1970 maybe 72 anything older than that or newer than that yeah. forget it forget it it's not it's not well, happening bitches brew was like early 70s wasn't it yeah i think so and that's that's a great that's 71, a great jazz maybe. album yeah uh, but yeah, that, that's what I'm talking about. It, once you start getting into the 70s, it starts to water down. Yeah, yeah. You know, so by the time you're in the 80s, you're basically talking Kenny G. Yeah, pretty much, so. pretty much. But uh, I mean, outside of that, I mean, there's only like two other things really of note coming out in September. Uh, the Almond Brothers, Fillmore West from 1971. It'd be a good yeah. show. It'd be a yeah. good show to have on vinyl. That's the Maybe. first release. I'm not a big Alvin Brothers fan, but yeah, they, you know, I like they some good tracks. Man. The song yeah. Ramblin' Man is my, like, if I had to pick a top, say, 100 songs, it's in my top 100 songs. Yeah. So. And then one song, one album that's I'm sure is probably going to be the main target for a lot of people on that day is going to be The Alternate Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. Mm-hmm. And that one I've gone back and forth on, because I think it's just, like, isn't it just demos of the songs? It's different versions of the songs off that album which be i should be good i mean be interesting i don't know if i would own it i don't i don't even have rumors yet so oh you don't no so i don't know if it's even yeah but that's that's an exclusive so that's something that won't be reissued right theoretically they say that but they've reissued stuff that this isn't well i don't i don't know at least the list from likely the list from last year i don't I don't know of anything that was listed as exclusive on the list from last year that was issued after that. Right. But granted, it's only been a year or so. Right. Yeah. It I could mean, be, it could be something re- reissued in three or four years, but right. Right. Especially if it sells well, if they sell out, like say they sell out nationwide or whatever, um, they might say, Oh, well, Hey, let's, let's throw another run of that out next yeah. year or something, you know? Just to keep things vital, you know. I don't know. I don't know what the marketing mind is behind that. Because as far as I'm concerned, if you have it, fucking put it out. Because I don't want to spend a thousand dollars on a fucking record. Put it out. I'll buy your version. Give you the money. And I know. You know. I know. I'd much rather have that. You know. But a lot of a lot of times, it's not really. It's it's hard to release some of those albums because. Uh, I know the band Hum, for instance, their album, You'd Prefer an Astronaut, which was released in, what, 94, mm-hmm. has been reissued several times on vinyl. This, So this last time, it was all issued through SRZ, SRC vinyl, 
the time before that it was not i'm not sure remember i don't remember who was who it was uh reissued through i want to say it was like 2012 but the mm-hmm. the last reissue was done before that and i was reading an article that the band kind of fought that release because the band wasn't made the band received nothing from that release wow yeah okay so i'm sure that there's a lot of instances where the band would like to reissue something and the record company says you know what there's not enough money in it for us to do it or the record company wants to reissue something just to make money off of it and because of one reason or another the band fights it because if i was the musician and i had released an album and then it was being issued again later down the you know, 15 20 years later and i wasn't making any money off of it i'd be pissed about it too oh absolutely it's your work it's your yeah your intellectual property not your yeah but i mean they may not a lot of see that's the, that's the whole catch about a lot of you know musician music from right. the past 30 plus years is a lot of the early work you know if you're a band a lot of times you've spent you know, at least three to four years before you make that first album, coming up with creating songs, fine tuning those songs. And then you, for lack of a better phrase, blow your wad on that first album. And you put all your great songs, everything you've created over that four or five year span, you put on that first album and it sells through the fricking roof. You don't, generally you don't own any of that that's the deal you've made with the devil to get that record contract is you give away all those rights and you're making basically shit off your first couple of albums you know that's always the downside to it is if your first you know album or or second album blows up yeah you're not gonna get a lot of money from that down the line you're hoping that you've got some later releases where you're gonna get more of that money more of that back end you're you, you hope you hit something later down the line with that yeah the well, that's where I think back in the day it was uh, the the money was more in the publishing rights, which yeah. a lot of the artists maintained. So the the record company was able to take much larger well, chunks of the of the recording or the the, the releases because yeah. the band the artists who wrote the songs were getting the the more of the the publishing. That's, pretty, that's basically all they get is just the the publishing credit on it, though. Right. You know. Well, back in the day, that was enough. Yeah. But now I, I you know, I'm I sure don't even the, think it was. A, I don't even. Be, I would. I would. Tr- I wouldn't say back in the day it was enough. I don't think it was enough back in the day Perhaps either. But. but, but to be honest, um, Kansas when they signed their deal with uh, Kushner Records, um, they signed away their publishing rights. Yeah. To get that right, that get those records made, and they, I forgot how they worded it and how it actually translates into the real world, but they said they they basically signed away a hundred years worth of publishing rights. Yeah. just to get that first album made yeah because so. yeah if you're an artist and like i said if you're you know 18 19 20 21 you know through your early 20s and you've been in this band for the last four or five years busting your ass on weekends going to shows all over the damn midwest or whatever hell yeah you do anything to to get that record contract right i know i would it's hard to say if i was in my 20s i would too if now i'd be like eh. Well, yeah. You take, you take that shitty contract and shove it up your ass. Well, that's a great <laughs> thing. And I think that's why you're seeing more of a push for artists to go to more independent labels now because they're they're getting better they're getting better better record deals. Better deals, yeah. Cuz really if you're you can be a talented musician 
and have basically the setup that I have that I'm recording on right now. And you were, you can record a pretty, a pretty good album off of it. Sound, right. you know, sound wise. Um, and, and put it out yourself. You can release it yourself. You can do, you know, there's SoundCloud and, and all sorts of different things you can go through to. You can even get your own stuff pressed on vinyl. Absolutely. And, CD and everything but, else. But, but not only can you, is it easier to release your music independently it's a lot easier to promote your music independently now also. Mm. So. Right. Right. Well, with social media and everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, but, and and as we've said a million times, the real money in, in, in music is in performance anyway. That's where, yeah. It's, although it's the tour, record touring and, yeah, the record companies have over the last several, say last 10 years have really been trying to cut into that, which is why ticket prices have gone up so much. Yeah, but $300 as a rule, for a show. Yeah, as a rule, though, that's where the artists are making their money, typically. It's touring and it's, it's, uh, it's T-shirts, man. That's, yeah. that's, what, that's what it is. That's where the money is. Yep. But uh, on the, so the last, the last you know, record store day, is going to be October 24th. Well, of the three, not of including three. Black Friday. Right. So October 24th, there's only one thing. Is there, what do you have coming out that day that you're... There really isn't much, because I, I I don't really think I want to get that Alice Cooper live in 81. 82. It's, uh, 81. 82. It's February 19th, 1982. Mm, I wrote 81 down, and I wouldn't have... I don't know. But anyway... It, you know, it's, it's, live, it's, it's live at the Apollo Theater in... Uh, February 19th. I'm looking at it on the screen right there. February okay. 19th, 1982. Okay. Oh, anyway, Live 82 then. Because um, I'm not... With Alice Cooper, it's it's not about live performance. Yeah. It's about performance. You know, yeah. it's the show. It's all if of the combined. See, if you can't see it, it's not really worth it. Because yeah. musically... <laughs> It's not really going to be the. It's it's not going to be the same quality as what you get on a studio version yeah. anyway. Um, you go to an Alice Cooper show to see Alice Cooper show. I you can don't go say to hear the show. You know what that I mean? that billion dollar baby's live that I got last year is mm-hmm. fucking phenomenal though. But that's I know that nineteen eighty two. That's in a different period in Alice Cooper's life, it musically is. and and personally. Also that that billion dollar babies one is the original alice cooper band the very different yes. dynamics it is absolutely you had the theatrics but they were focused more on the music than the theatrics which is why they yeah. split in the first place yeah. once 75 came and alice cooper went solo with welcome to my nightmare the focus live became the show the, the show the the theatrics the yeah. all that stuff it became the whole package music, right the original alice cooper band musically is nothing like Alice Cooper post no. the band because they no. were hitting, they were doing some weird stuff, some very unique musician stuff back then. And they just, you know, Alice, when he went solo, it became more of a, of a theatrical thing. But I'm, yeah, sure, 80, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure I'm in the minority when I say that I actually prefer the band more so than his solo stuff, but I'm sure I'm in the minority. I, I, I look at them two, two different ways because there's, there's definitely an evolution for Alice solo as well, but because I mean, it still boils down to good songs. If you got good yeah. songs, you got a good record and he's got the good songs, but there was a musicianship present in the early stuff that is not present later on. No. So yeah, they, I just see him as two separate entities almost. Yeah. 
you know, there's the Alice Cooper band and then there's Alice Cooper solo. Alice Cooper, so. yeah. No, that makes sense. But to, I think you were going to point out that in 81, 82 uh, was at the peak of Alice Cooper's cocaine days. Yeah. He was bone thin because he wasn't eating. He was just snorting cocaine all the time. Sounds like a good time. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, to the point where, you know, he doesn't, as we've pointed out, he doesn't even really remember the from 1980 to say 1982, 83. He doesn't really he doesn't remember, remember any of it. Yeah. So you, you said he doesn't even remember recording the albums, right? He does not record. Remember most of those albums. There's four albums that came out in that period. He does. He claims he doesn't remember any of them, but yeah. I think Dada came out when he was sobering up. So he probably should yeah. remember that one. But aside from a couple of really good songs on that, it's not the greatest album in the world. So yeah. I can understand why he might lump that in, even though, Flush the Fashion, which came out in 1980, is a fantastic album. And that was, at, I guess, maybe the start of his cocaine. His cocaine yeah. had started in 78. But mm-hmm. uh, the story is is that he went into rehab in 78 for alcohol abuse. Came, <laughs> came out, out a, a coke addict. <laughs> well, no, he came out and started recording from the inside, which is, yeah. you know, kind of a what conceptual. That's all about? Yeah, going in, because he, he didn't just go to rehab. He went to a mental institution to get clean from alcohol. But he was recording with Bernie Toppin, who was yeah. a coke addict. And Bernie Toppin got him hooked on cocaine <laughs> to get him perked up, to get him going, you know. And, no booger sugar. Yeah. So it's not a good period of Alice Cooper's career. Yeah. At least live. He's, I've seen some interviews from that time period, and it's, it is not Alice Cooper. I will say that if there's only one album that I really would like to get that comes out in October – if I do go in October, I will probably pick up that live show also, but we'll see. Alice. Yeah. Um, the other other one that I, I go back and forth on in, in October is Skid Row Slave to the Grind. Yeah. Because for what it's worth, it was a good album. I, I had it on cassette when it came out. I haven't listened um, to it in about 30 was, years. but Exactly. So I, I maybe, I, and I think I even said this in our Vinyl Den show, I'll have to give it another listen just to see if it holds up because – yeah. There's songs that are on their first album because Slave to the Grind was their second. Mm-hmm. There's songs on their first album that hold up really well, but then there's yeah. songs that don't. So I don't think I remember liking Slave to the Grind quite as much as their debut album. Yeah. So if it's kind of the same thing, I probably won't bother. But who's to say? I know that uh, really the only thing I was looking for is Modern English is releasing a 12 inch of I Melt With You, and it's got several different versions of the song on there and that's an exclusive if that was a first release i probably wouldn't i i guarantee i wouldn't go at all but i don't know it, it, it's an exclusive so i might go and like i said if i go i might pick up that alice cooper there was a couple other things of note coming out in october yeah. uh johnny cash the uh, they're, they're releasing it's called classic cash it's a uh, the hall of fame series it's early mixes from 1987 it's a first release. Johnny Cash has a lot of a lot of really great music. He also has some questionable music. So I, I guess it depends on what what's on that album. Right. Uh, the Grateful Dead is releasing uh, Buffalo, May 9th, nineteen seventy seven. Mm. Not a huge Grateful Dead fan. No, but, uh, I like some of their songs. Yeah. Um, uh, so that might be that might be all right. Then uh, Judas Priest is releasing Sad Wings of Destiny on that day and then like you said skid rose releases slave to the grind yeah hmm. yeah i don't know um 
the Judas Priest one, kind of, I guess, maybe sort of. I was never, um, I was never a huge fan, but that modern some English because I wouldn't say that I'm a huge fan of that song. Um, because to be honest with you, whenever I hear "I Melt with You," all I can think about is that Burger King commercial. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so I don't know if that would be worth it to me, though. I like the band Modern English. Yeah, and I guess it would depend on what other how the other versions sounded. I think there's like other like demo demo versions and things yeah. like that on there. I want to say there's only three or four. But ultimately, I don't know if it'd be without knowing it before I bought it. I don't think I'd want to buy it unless I knew for sure. And since yeah. it's an exclusive, it's probably not likely I'll get it. Yeah. So, but that's about it for as far as like the record store days. I know that there were two there were two um, albums that were initially on the list for the April for the original record store day. And I did notice that when this list came out the beginning of last month, both these titles were not on it. And that was uh, life on the murder scene by my, my chemical romance. It's a great live album that was not on the list. And then there was a Rolling Stones, let it bleed anniversary edition. And if you've never seen the album cover for Let It Bleed. It's just like multi-level. It's not, it's a cake, but it's like not made of cake. There's other things, but it's like different colored layers. So mm-hmm. this Let It Bleed version, this uh, it's a limited edition. I forgot how limited, it's like super limited. I don't remember if it's 100 or 200 copies, whatever it is, but it's all hand-pressed, multi-colored vinyl. Mm-hmm. So I would like to pick that up. Neither one of those are on the list, so I'm assuming and the rumor is online that both of those are going to now be pushed to black Friday. Okay. So hopefully I was going to ask you if you, if you have any idea, has there's there been any announcements at all for the black Friday? No, nothing so far. I think right now everyone's focusing on uh, August, September and October and kind of what the feel is that I'm seeing online is they're thinking that a lot of people are actually Things that would originally be issued on Black Friday, they're actually pushing up to try to get into, or they did get it into that uh, October date, just because they don't know what Black Friday is going to look like. Right. Well, Black Friday is a tough one for me because I work Thanksgiving and I have to work Black Friday to get the holiday pay, and yeah. it's not a it's not a day that I'm willing to give up because the pay is yeah. too good. So I I, I, I never wore Thanksgiving, it. so I'll definitely be there for that. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, to me, it's not worth, it's, it's more valuable to me to go to work yeah. than to try and get those days off. Yeah. It's, you know. we always have a bunch of people at the house for, for Thanksgiving. Normally a bunch of Mandy's family is here. So that's why I'm like, all right, wake up black Friday. It's like, all right, uh, I'm going to go to the record store. I'll see you guys in, 10 hours right. <laughs> excuse just get, out, get of the out of the house yeah yep. avoid the in-laws because i think last year I, I went and stood in line for black friday i think i picked up the, there was that one album i picked up for you i don't know if yeah. i got anything else for black friday really i thought you did maybe maybe yeah. maybe a couple of things but i know the the year before i went on black friday and didn't pick up anything and I stood in line. I didn't stand in line for long then. I think I stood in line for an hour the, okay. the year before. But I didn't pick up anything. I think I bought a couple of used albums that day, but that was it. Yeah, you, you picked up Dragon Town for me last year. Yeah, yeah. So that's, I was disappointed with um, because this would have been the, the, the last year's 
record store day, I got Alice Cooper's Dirty Diamonds, uh, which I really wanted. And then Black Friday, I got Dragon Town. There's still two more, man. He's still got yeah. two more out. They're, so they're gonna, I can they have will, his entire collection, you know? Yeah, they, they will re-release those at some point. I'm Hopefully sure. Next, I'm in the sure. next couple of years, I'm sure they will. But uh, I hope so. That's, that's, that's all I have, man. That's all I have for the the black the record store day deep dive i guess yeah yeah i think we covered the one thing we didn't mention but we did mention in the vinyl den was that ted cassidy seven inch oh yeah <laughs> did, did, did you did you watch that version of the vinyl den no oh yeah i thought i did did you because i found a picture of that album and actually put it up in that video oh then i guess i didn't I, i'll go back and look at it you bastard Hey, you know what? <laughs> I'm living it, man. Why do I? Yeah. It's like it's like working at McDonald's. You don't go to McDonald's at, on your day off if you work there. <laughs> I don't know. We're, we're living the dream here, man. We don't don't need to be watching it. We're not but, spectators. Um, that's all I got, man. I'm kind of excited for for record store day and to see if I'm this excited for two of them anyway. Well, I, I'm interested to see if that changes it for anything going forward. If they kind of yeah. try to break it up next year and try to bleed more out of the turnip or, or what, what they oh, hey, you know what it's it's an industry that that is it's a fragile industry we'll just say yeah. that so if they need to bleed us a little bit i'm okay with it. as long as they don't go too far you know they don't don't start having a record store day every month yeah yeah that would not be good no because that be, would completely devalue it but yeah i think so you know other other industries have done shit like that so it's not yeah. out of the question well, i know you know, I'm okay with the three this year. If it, if it's more financially beneficial of say like 10 or 15 or 20% of an increase over last year, I'm yeah. okay with them doing it, but maybe not three, just do two. Um, and and don't, I, do I a, agree. don't do a month to month. You'll like, say you have your August and then say do an August or say you have your April, then do maybe do an August. But you got, you got the, August, then you got black Friday in November though. So you're, right, going, you're still you're doing, doing three. three total, but but don't do three plus Black Friday. Is what yeah, I'm saying. So yeah, yeah, April, it. August, and then Black Friday. Yeah. And that's there's space enough in between to kind of stretch things out. Yeah. That I can I can be on board with. So I I agree. Anything else to add, man? No? That's it. You, you said your piece. But uh, I said my piece. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to any questions or comments, you can email us at contact at ligpodcast.us. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook. Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. If you're watching us on YouTube, thumbs up, like this episode, click subscribe down below, and uh, you can hit that little bell thing to get notifications whenever we release new episodes. Right, Ian? Yep, absolutely. I get notifications every time you put a video up. Do you? Yeah, I do. I subscribe and I get I get them on my phone. I get them on my laptop. Well, do well, do me a favor when you get that little email or notification saying you received an episode, watch the damn thing. Hey, apparently there's only two episodes I haven't watched, so shut the fuck up. Of so, the vinyl den, anyway. There's probably yeah. more than that. I haven't watched, but, you know. The problem is, is if I watch it, chances are nine times out of ten, I'm going to fall asleep watching it. It's nothing to do with the video. It's just that's what I do when I go to bed. I turn on YouTube and put something on. That makes asleep. sense. So, All right, man. Until next time. Talk to y'all later. Peace.
Play my role, let me tell you about it. This shit right here, man, I'm about about it. Only real niggas reside around me. Yo, lady, drop a card around me. Dip like I know you can, bitch. Show me the rust like we in the ring. Got you some cobras, you wanna hang. Shoulder to shoulder, the niggas basic. You know I won't lie. You know that I ain't for that fuck shit. You niggas alright, but I'm way better and she love it. Know that y'all sick as fuck. Here go this tissue, bro. We taking the dub, hoping you get you some. This here like a pick me up. She taking my drugs. Now they see the sign. That's some dollar signs. Now they sick as fuck. Now they sick as fuck. Tell get well soon. Tell get well soon. Now you sick as fuck. Get well soon. Oh shit. Watch out, you the god, Billy. Oh shit.